Today's Vad has been dedicated Le'ilui Nishmat Frumsha Bas Pesha. Zat Hashem and the Zichut of the Limud HaTorah and the Zichut of the Tzedakah that the Shoma should have an Aliyah. Okay. Yesterday we were in the Indian of Tefillah learning in Rabbi Sol Salanter how Tefillah is very connected with the Hispailus HaNefesh. A person, how he relates to the Tefillah, how he relates to all the different things that are discussed in the Tefillah and how it touches him. Hispailus HaNefesh, and that's why Rabbi Sosalanta was Magdir, that the gather of Tefillah is a Chayeshah, because Chayeshah means, by definition, it's short-lived. I mean, the hergish that a person has is only for a certain amount of time. And even if he prays again, it's a new one. It's a new hergish. It's not exactly the same as the one before. So each time you pray, it's a chayesho. As opposed to limurater, it's called chaya oilom. The reason why it's called chaya oilom is because it's not influenced by hergeshim. It's something that has to do with the sechum which could be consistent. The Hegish, by definition, is short-lived. So that was what we were learning yesterday in Rabbi Sol. And we heard a schmooze from the Tenke Rebbe on Monday, and they spayed him for a belly. Spoke about the Indian of So I want to go off a little bit on a tangent for today, maybe today, tomorrow, and to talk a little bit about Tvila. Okay? And then we will go back. Today I'm going to read a mimer and try to give it over clear from my sefer, or mayor, on Parsha's Beshalach, which is this week's Parsha. Unfortunately, the sefer is not in print anymore, but it's on the website of the yeshiva. You could go there and you could take it off the website, download it or whatever. Okay? Say that. So we say like this. The Maimon is called Tfilut Varum Ha'oyim De Beruma Shaloylam. The things that stand on the top of the world. Let's begin the Maimon. Good. After the Jewish people left Egypt, and they were standing at the Svas, at the bank of the river, and Paro came close. And they became very afraid. The Jewish people cried out to Hashem. The Jewish people were in a very, very difficult situation. Like Rashi explains in Shir Hashirim on the Posik. Yonati behagve hasela. Rashi says, Noima zen noima al isishosh rod of parachareo. Paro was chasing after the Jewish people, the hisigom, and he reached them, chenim alayam, camped out by the water. Vein mokum lonus lefneim bepne hayam. They couldn't go forward because of the water. Veloi lahafnois nechayis royus. They can't just run off into the wilderness. 
So where he turns, he has the nets on top of him, he has the nochash inside. He's, he's in trouble any way he turns. Good? This is a problem for him. That's the way the Jews were like at that time. The Jews at that time were in a situation, a helpless situation. Good? When they found themselves in a situation that they were stuck, so the Jewish people cried out to Hashem, that Hashem should save them in a time of distress. Good? When a person is in distress, when a person is in a situation that he doesn't see, where he can move to Ace Torah, he has to cry out to Hashem, like the Rebbe said over from the Rishonim, that when a person's in the Ace Torah, he has a chiyuv to feel up with the Harisa. Okay, so he has to turn to Hashem. There's no tangible things he can do. What does it mean? And they cried out to Hashem, right? Kosov Rashi, Tofsu, Umnus, Avoisa. Here is Moshe. May, yeah. The Jewish people were at the foot of the Yamsuf. It was the foot of the Yamsuf. And they were in big trouble. Right? Big trouble. And we're not going to get to Rabbi Saul today, like I said before, because we started with Rabbi Saul with the Tefillah, but I'm going off on Tefillah. Okay? Said so, you listening? So the Jewish people were at the foot of the Yamsuf. They were in big trouble. The Egyptians are coming. They have nowhere to run. They have nowhere to go. Vayitza'aku al Hashem. So they cried out to Hashem, right? They did the profession of their forefathers. Ma'avrom it says, Ela makom asher hu omed sham. Be'yitzchok it says, Vasuach ba'asadeh. Be'yakob ba'yifka ba'mokom. These are the three psukim that teaches us that Avram tiken t'filah shachras, Be'yitzchok tiken t'filah mincho, and Yaakov Tikkun Tefilas Argus, right? And this is from the Mechilta. Harei Chazal Hagdiras Atfilah Kolmis. Interesting analogy. Chazal say that prayer is a profession. Needs explanation. Lama Tefilah Nikolmis. Why is Tefilah a profession? A profession needs a certain kishrin. It needs a certain training. It needs an education. It's a whole thing. That's what tra- that's what uh, a profession is. You need certain kalim to do your profession. You need certain tools, right? That's a profession. So why is tefillah considered a profession? What's the problem? If something's bothering you. Just daven, you know. 
What's the profession there? Okay, so we have to get back to that child. Another question we have to ask, why is it called the umnus of the Ovis that they prayed when they were in distress? That's what we're trying to bring a right to. The Jewish people are in distress, and because they were in distress, they did what the Ovis did, right? What's the Mekairis? What's the sources that Rashi brings? Rashi doesn't bring sources that they prayed in distress. It's regular. Shaharit every day. Mincha every day. So where's the uh, Araya from there? Okay? Let's see. Now, let's go like this. Koydim Kol. Before we go into trying to dissect the feel and understand the feel and how it works and all the different topics that we've been discussing about Shiloh and trying to build it together, um, we have a question. It says in Chazal and Shemoy Srabah, The Jewish people saw, they noticed, that they were trapped on three sides. And Hayam Soyger. On the fourth side, you have the, the Yam. Right? And the Medjish asked, Why did Hashem do that? Why did He put them in such a stressful situation? Right? Right, Natan, you want to know why Hashem sometimes puts people in stressful situations? Huh? Why? Lama Asakach. Answers the Medjish, Elashaya Kodesh Boruchu Mesavelet Filoso. Because Hashem desires to hear the Tfila. That's the Medjish, Adka. Okay? So now we are going to be oimed on a Ha'ora in the Medjish. The Medjish says, Lama Asa Kodesh Boruchu. Why do you do that? What's the cash? Hold the Rachav Mishpat. You ask Lamosh Osa Kodesh Baruch Hu Kach? Huh? like they knew for sure there was no Seba for the Tzara. And it wasn't a Begedra Oynish with Kapora. And no Gedra with Kapora and Achad Islam. For no reason. Masa Kodesh Baruch Hu Kach. Okay? Al Shayla Zutir to Chazal, right? Don't think when it says Hashem desires the prayer of Jewish people is because He needs something. Like we have desires, you know, we want something. No, it's not the Pshat. Elo Shatvilo Baatzmi Toivali Yisrael. It's the biggest gift for the Jewish people to pray. And since Hashem wants to give us good, He wants to be native to us. So the best way that He can be native to us is by giving us an opportunity to pray. So Hashem can create a tzara. Chazal somehow understood that there was no purpose in the tzara besides for the purpose of tefillah. You got it? So, we think that once a person is in a tzara, 
Mamele has to pray. We see there's a concept that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts you in a Torah so that you should pray. Which is something that needs an explanation. Again, let's try to get some clarity. Very, very important thing. We think that Tvila is only to get stuff. It's about getting stuff. I need stuff, I get stuff. If I happen to be a situation that is problematic and I gotta get out of it or something like that, that's when Tvila begins. From this Chazal you see that it could be the other way around. There's a concept that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to pray. The prayer is the tachlis. The prayer is not a, a means to get something. The prayer in itself is a thing. So how is HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to get you to pray? How's he going to do it? <coughs> so he makes you problems so you should pray. So now you have to understand what tefillah is. Because in our juvenile understanding of tefillah, we think tefillah is only a way to get something. And they're saying, no, tefillah has a purpose by itself. That's what you see from the, from the Chazal. Lama Baruch There was no Einish. However, the Chazal knew that this had no purpose in this tefillah. In this tzara. There's no purpose. So why do you do it? So that you pray. But usually you pray to get out of a problem. Over here you made a problem to pray. So you see that the tefillah has Hagdorah in itself. Which needs a touch. Okay? But this is important for us to know. Because many times in life we're going through things only that we should pray. That's the purpose. Now you have to know what you're trying to gain out of that prayer and what that's going to do for you. Of course, eventually the Torah will go away because the purpose of the Torah was only that you should pray. The purpose of the Torah had no other purpose besides that you should pray. And if you pray, then the Torah will go away. But you're not praying for the Torah to go away per se because the Torah came for the tefillah. You have to pray. Okay? We have to try to understand that. Good? But say them. <clears throat> so now, let's go further. In the Medjish... It brought a marshal. It said, so, the tachlis of a marshal, you know how I always tell you, the tachlis of the marshal is something that is very hard to understand. You need a marshal to, to grasp it. It's not something that you can grasp directly. You need a marshal, okay? So, chazal, yodu she'inin ze koshal avinu. Ad she'hutzuchu la'amshil ma'moshal kadeh la'azbez o'imikad borm. Sheim hadova move a If something is self-understood, ain't sarf b'meshalom. Okay, so obviously if the Chazal is bringing a marshal, then we have to. It's obviously something very deep. Zeloshin amedish. Omar Rabbi Shua ben Levi, lemad dovet doyme, lemelech to a king, shahoyah bobe derech. He was in the way. Vehoyse bas melochim tzayekeslan. There was a princess. On the side, screaming out to him, So here's the marshal. We have a king who's traveling with his entourage. He obviously has uh, special service people with him and very, very well-equipped soldiers. That's how a king travels. And there was a princess who was being attacked by Listim, bandits. And now she cries out to the king to help to save her. 
Shoma Melech Vetzila, the Melech went and saved her. Laachai Yomim Bikesh Lisa Oisa Isha. Afterwards, he said, "You know what? I want to marry her as a wife." Good. And the girl, this uh, princess, didn't want to talk to the king. What do you do? He bought uh, Gorobo Listim. He sent Listim afterwards, after her. I want to hear your voice. Kach Yisrael, Kishahoyu b'Mitzrayim. Listen to this Chazal. Mamish like, we have to understand the Oymikadbar. Kach Yisrael, Kishahoyu b'Mitzrayim, Hoyu Meshubodim b'Hem. The Schilut Tzoyakim tell them Ein Lakolish Bar. They were in Mitzrayim, and they were in trouble, so they turned to Hashem. They cried out to Hashem. Unbelievable. Now. HaKadosh Baruch wanted to hear them again, but they didn't want to speak to him again. Now that he took them out of Egypt, they didn't want to talk to him again. What did he do? He got Pirate to chase them. Pirate Hikrim, by Yitzhaku B'nai Yisrael. Ba'isa Shor, Oma HaKadosh Baruch Hu, L'kach HaYisim, M'vakesh, L'shmoya Kolchem. Unbelievable thing. Let's try to get it. Let's try to dehair it. See, there's a big going on this also. I don't think I printed it in the safer, but... Try to say it over. It's a very deep thing. Again, the Jewish people are encamped by the Yav. Now, all of a sudden, dangerous situation. Horrible situation. Hopeless situation. They cry out to Hashem. By Zakwa Hashem. So the Chazal said, you know why Hashem brought this Tzara? Why did he bring the Tzara? Because he wanted to hear that voice. The point was the tefillah. And now, that's a concept that's very hard to grasp. You put them in trouble just that they should pray, and then they give you a marshal. Well, we have to figure out the marshal too. The marshal, the melech, he was going in the way, and the princess cried out to her when she was in trouble, cried out to him when she was in trouble, and then he saved her. But he wanted to have a relationship with her. But she wasn't interested. So what did he do? He put her in trouble. And then she cried out to him and he says, You see, I put you in trouble because I want to talk to you. I want to have a relationship with you. Atkan the Medjish. Okay? It's a very deep thing. Ki'ilu like HaKadosh Baruch for a relationship with us. Because that's the comparison to a Bas Melech. Right? wants to have a relationship with us. And unfortunately, we're only having the relationship when we have problems. So it's a shvacha relationship. It's not a real relationship. Because I only scream out when I'm in need, like the girls. She only scream out, right? So then HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to show her that no, 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 no. That the king had to show her, it's not about screaming out to me. I want to talk to you. Okay. Let's try to develop it. So we have a Rabbi Rucham here. Good boy, Isaac and Stephen. Okay, listen good. We're going to learn big stuff about davening over a day or two. Okay, we're trying to really get to Uyvik of how it works. Say them. Good. 
Kvar Omer Abir Amoshul B'Sefer Das Teret. You know who Sefer Das Teret is? Ever heard of it? Rabbi Ruchum. Of course, if you learn in Hararis, you know Das Teret. Good. So he says like this. See the way he looks at a chazal, Rabbi Ruchim. He said, really, she was masked to marry him. He says, She was lacking hachno. He bas melechi, because she's a bas melech. Right? Right? Karati mitzarali, taiva el hashmiini es koilech, hakol shekvar shemati b'mitzrayim, v'tal shavosem elohim in avoida, v'nitzak el Hashem, oisakom, metoychzor hakadosh baruch hu mesavim. This is a wild, unbelievably deep thing that Rabbi Rucham just said. Listen to Rabbi Rucham. See, we read the Chazal, we understood it at one level. Rabbi Rucham understood the Chazal on a whole different level. The Bas Melech, right? This princess. You listening? This princess, she's a princess. A princess has a certain stolz. You know what stolz is? She's royalty. She has a certain chashivas. She doesn't speak b'derech tachanunim, hachno. She has a certain shtoltz there, right? When she was in trouble, she forgot all the shtoltz. In the trouble, she screams out and cries out. I need help. Okay? After the king helped her the first time, and she was willing to marry him, and according to Rabbi Rucham, it's not like she didn't speak to him, but she didn't speak to him the same. So, Gorbo Amelech, so she could speak to him the same. The Jewish people in Mitzrayim cried out to Hashem Be'es Tzara. Meaning, they were in trouble. That's the type of talking they spoke to Hashem. We need you me'achus. After they went out of Egypt, of course they daven. They daven shachas like the way we daven shachas. And then Hashem says, no, that's not what I want. I want you to dive into me in a way like you have nothing to depend on. That's a very deep thing. We're going to develop it further in the piece. Not today. We have to go tomorrow. But the point's like this. When we dive in shachrit, how do we dive in shachrit? Oh, I'm a person. I'm a bas melech. You know, I have a business. I have a thing. I have a family. I'm good. I pray also. I also pray. I don't say that the tangible reality I live in is the most unreliable and undependable thing, Shayat. Therefore, I am in trouble, bad sub. And therefore I have to daven with Achnoah. 
And sometimes a person forgets that. And Hashem wants you to remember that. So, you know, sometimes you think Shaduchim, you're such a popular guy, and your parents have some money, and all the Shatchanim are calling you. Okay, so you think a little good about yourself. Right? Then once in a while Hashem says, no. All this tangible reality is not reliable. So now I will show you that nothing's reliable. Ah. Not that you did anything wrong. Why do you have to think you did something wrong? Adirabha. Because Hashem loves you and He wants the relationship with you and this is the getter of the relationship. It's very deep things. I'm explaining everything. Shlomo, tomorrow you have to come early because I want to say deep things. Really deep things. I have a man in the crowd who could appreciate really deep things. Okay? So Hashem wants a relationship. The depth of the relationship is that we are taller than Him. That's the depth. You understand? But the tangible reality that we live in doesn't let us feel like that. It gives us something like uh, something to stand on. So even if we talk to him, we talk to him maybe like a friend. We talk to him like, you know, light talk. Not that I'm dependent on him, right? So sometimes we have tzarot in life, hardships in life, and we think automatically negative thoughts, you know? A lot of negative thoughts. No! He just wants to hear your voice. He 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 wants his misave for the relationship. But since the relationship that we have with Hashem is a relationship of the Bas Melech who's in trouble who needs to come onto the Melech, that's the relationship. So Mamela, that's why you have to see it. You have to see it really. But that's the way it should be all the time. Okay, we have to stop here from so today. We'll go, we'll go tomorrow more, okay? Yeah, go ahead. You can ask Every me. day should be like Nitilah, basically. That's right. We're going to talk about that.